Will Aaron Rodgers' cards blow up when the Pack win the Super Bowl this year? Yes. When Aaron Rodgers goes full uh, uh, Khaleesi's dragon on the uh, Lannister army, when he go does that to the entire NFL this year. Was that some stupid Game of Thrones reference? Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, we got our first question. Do you expect to drop off in trout card prices after the MLB season? Nate? Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe very, very short run, like directly after the LB season, because a lot of cards generally drop. I don't know if that's going to be the case going forward because, uh, you know, the card market is a new beast. Um, but long term, I don't expect those card prices to drop. Hey, sh shift your camera up a little. We're missing half your face. There we go. Uh, um, yeah, good, good point. Uh, as for the trout question it seems like that demand's growing in a, like a every three month time frame right now so i'd be surprised if they dropped if you know maybe a small drop like nate said but you know long like six month trend is definitely going to be up yep um what do you think of the tops project 2020 cards youtube uh co covered this on covered this on youtube yesterday on a dingy corners podcast so you can go check it out there or you can listen to the podcast on slabsocks.com. It's only 20 minutes, um, and it covers my thoughts on it pretty well. And yeah. Aaron has a post on uh, the trout card from earlier this week if you go on to our uh, – look at our post on Instagram. I also made a YouTube – or a Instagram and YouTube video right when the uh, actual product released or started to release. So that that's good. good thing to watch also. Perfect. Um, ooh, how do you get scratches – off of the surface of a card. Uh, you can't really get out scratches without doing some... I don't even know what people do, honestly. I would just take your cards and send them to Clay, at Clay Cards uh, on Instagram, and he'll look them over for you, and he'll uh, he'll make sure that they're that they're doing well before you're going to PSA, or he'll tell you that it, it's uh, definitely a scratch card, and then it, you can't really do anything. Um, I've been watching Sam Dunks. was curious your guys' thoughts on the 1920 NBA class other than John Zion. I'm going to bow out of answering this because I have thoughts, but they're not overly educated like uh, Sam's my, my Sam's or my baseball thoughts. Um, yeah. Aaron, if you have any thoughts, you know. I mean, I have a thought on the class as a whole, but this is just me looking at it as like a card perspective more so than like an actual player perspective. If you want the player perspective, Nate and I are just going to agree with what Sam is saying in the YouTube videos. Um, definitely just watch the Sam Dunks YouTube videos. He gives great player analysis on every player as for the 2019 NBA cards. Um, the way I see it is most of these things are priced pretty highly right now. Other than, I mean, Zion and job, of course, but other than him too, even though we haven't seen him play a whole lot, I think that there's better options in 2018, 2017 to be putting the money in right now without knowing a whole lot about most of the guys as they haven't played much basketball. seems like a little bit too much of a gamble for some of the prices that they're pulling. Uh, but that's just an in-general thought. If you're looking for the player breakdowns, for sure, watch the Sandongs. Yep. Um, or And you can DM him also if he gets around to answering those. I don't know if he does. Um, I'm pretty bad myself at answer, answering DMs, so there's that. <laughs> um, it seems like people are catching on to Project 2020. Do you expect permits to increase there for increasing supply and lowering demand resale price? It's already happened. Yeah. Uh, the first couple were 1000 like 300 and now these later ones are absurd amounts and the I, resale prices are way low 
Not okay. So way low if you're buying them. This is an interesting thought here because, yeah, the print runs are going up like 34k for the most recent trout, which is crazy. One of the trouts is running currently, uh, not super great looking. I will say that, but like the 34,000 trout is selling for 25 dollars on eBay right now, plus three dollars in shipping. If you bought ten of them, you get the quantity uh, discount at fourteen dollars and fifty cents a card. I mean, that's not massive profit, but that's still something um, yeah. if you're selling. Now, yes, as as the set goes on, it'll probably still go up a little bit more as releases come out. All the past cards will go up in price and such, but there will be a plateau eventually, I think, um, unless this thing just keeps on going nuts, which it could as well. But there's a possibility for a plateau, I'd say, eventually. Okay. Um, oh. I went too far. My bad. I gotta go way up now. There it is. All right. Um, what are your thoughts on mosaic basketball launch, box reselling, and card potentials? Um. Well, as I understand it, Hobby hasn't released yet for mosaic. I cannot confirm that because I haven't went back and researched. But as of like a week ago, I know Hobby didn't release. It might have by now, but I think that that would probably prop up the single prices on eBay because supply was lower because there's only retail was out there. So I wouldn't be surprised if hobby drops and you see a lot more silver mosaics or whatnot hit eBay and then prices go down a little bit uh, for some of the cards. But overall, I think it's a pretty nice product. I mean, I think branding as its own thing, as much as we like to think that Prism I mean, we do think for good reason that Prism is like the biggest brand. Strapping it onto another product like Prism Mosaic probably hurt it more because people are like, oh, I don't want Prism Mosaic. I want the real thing, which is, you know, Prism Hobby and Prism First Off the Line. With giving its own brand, Panini Mosaic, and giving its own design, and now it has some sort of more like, a, like an actual product feel, which I think people are enjoying. Um, so I think that it will do well. Do I think it's better than Select? No, not even close. Um, I think it's better than Optic, no, or Prism, no. But I think it's going to do pretty well for uh, being a first-time release. But also, re reselling packs, I mean, if you find them at Target, I think that they're flying on eBay. Would make sense. People love ripping what's new. Yeah. Um, what is the best way to familiarize a new collector, me, with all the version products of cards available? Um, Cardboard Connection? Of, yeah. Yeah, cardboardconnection.com. That's a good one. Go they to the. Go ahead. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I was just going to say what you're saying. You go. They have all the products pretty much of all time on there by year. You can look at all the different sets, all the different checklists they talk about, key cards in the set, uh, different parallels. Literally, you could probably, if you are new to cards, you could spend hours and hours and hours on there looking at different sets and understanding what's going on. Yep. Perfect. What do you estimate price will? Plant, uh, plants, uh, plant street collectibles. What do you estimate price will? <laughs> I feel like there is more to that question. It just got sent without it. Left off um, the context. Oh, wait, here we go. What do you estimate price will be on a Zion and John National Treasures rookie patch auto of 99? Um, a lot. Probably like, I don't know, 30,000 on the Zion. 30,000 30, on the Zion and probably like 10,000 on the jaw would be my guess. But who knows? <laughs> Yeah, who knows? Um, card God 
uh, yet again, back with this Nick Cassianos love. Uh, I tell you what, if Nick Cassianos wins an MVP, I will give you 20 bucks. Save this live stream. Remember it in about uh, five months. If he wins the MVP or six months, if he wins the MVP, I will give you 20 bucks. <laughs> this will be on YouTube. So people will definitely remember. Yeah. Um, would you, would you ever send your card for grading to SGC? Personally, no, I'll wait out the time frame for PSA to get that most in demand card or I'll send it to Beckett. If it's a card that like, I want to get graded quickly because I want to sell it. I don't want to wait so long for PSA. I mean, there's some stuff that's like, yeah, I'll wait for it. I mean, I'm not planning on selling it. PSA will pull the highest value, but sometimes Beckett's a really good option. Um, I will admit you... that SGC looks good. If I wasn't planning on selling the card, SGC is not a bad way to go. No, it's cheap and you get your card back fast, but for pulling out the most value, it's not the correct choice at the moment. Yeah. Um, Corfino Cards asks, Hey guys, what are your thoughts on vintage versus modern as far as investments go? Uh, my thoughts are like, if you want to just buy the cards and put them away and not pay attention to what's going on in the day to day, you can probably find some really nice vintage cards that are definitely going to just keep on going up over time. I'm talking like five years from now, you might see like a, you know, nine or 80% return or something on your investment. Who knows what it is. But if you're looking to get, into the flip game, into the six month hold, like buy and sell range, then it's not the right place to go. You won't be able to get a high ROI on the cards. Um, there's not floods of demand going into them necessarily like there is. Now I will say this, I'm, when I say vintage, I'm thinking more like pre-1980. Like it, there's some 90s basketball cards that people have been buying and selling like crazy the past couple of years. And even the past couple of months are making a ton of money. I'm talking more like pre-1980. I guess when you say vintage, I just instantly go to like Hank Aaron, Jackie Robinson, Mickey. Yeah, Hunt. as do I. But then, as in, I saw someone say in a group chat the other day that 1990s basketball is considered vintage, and I don't agree with that. Woof. Yeah. Um. Oh, thoughts on invent investing in vintage baseball? We just kind of covered that. Mm -hmm. Vintage is hot. Covered that with Sam so Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire documentaries being teased. Do you see their cards gaining any value? Um, personally, if it were just me, you know, I don't think so. I don't care how much of a documentary they get. A, it's baseball. It doesn't have the same traction as basketball worldwide. And B, you're talking about two of the biggest uh, known cheaters in a whole time period of baseball. I just don't see it. I mean – just to safeguard ourselves, I could see for some reason like some of the really like key cards go up in price a little bit, but nothing like the Jordan deal where it's like yeah. anything Jordan is going to fly. You know, it's not like that. Maybe your key card might go up a little bit in value. Um, hey, fellas. Oh, thank you. Hey, is my face in the way? No. There oh, you go. Uh, hey, fellas, thank you for all the content and info. I, I think instead of that, it's supposed to be thank you. That would make sense. I purchased the 2012 Prism Baseball Hobby Box a month or so ago. Do you think it is a good long-term hold as a sealed box? Well, the new market definitely values 2012 Prism more than quite literally anything else other than National Treasures, which is really for the high-end investors. I mean, now Prism is too with a sealed product. I mean, everything's over like $1,000 a box pretty much. But, geez, I just... 
this is my personal thoughts. I would totally sell the 2012 Prism baseball box and buy a 2018 Prism basketball box. I don't know how much 2012 Prism boxes, baseball boxes are are at the moment. Um, I'm That's what I'm looking at right now. But like, I know how much the basketball boxes are worth, so I can compare that pretty easily. Uh, okay, so it's like three hundred dollars. So two hundred fifty. That's well, April fourteenth. They don't really sell it off anymore. Well, either way. I would put the money into something else that is that is related to Prism and related to. Um, I'm I'm still looking. April twenty seventh, there is one sold on Best Offer, eight hundred dollars. So eight hundred dollars. So what I would do is then this: I would sell this thing, and then I would buy a two thousand eighteen Prism Basketball Hobby Box with your Luca, your Trey, Jaron Jackson, all those guys, Shay, um, and that's around a thousand right now. I want to say. I mean, of course, not everyone can just scrape a, a couple hundred bucks, but assuming that you have more cards to either sell and then add more funds to, uh, that is what I would do. Or if you're looking to stick to just baseball, go find some 2019 Bowman baseball boxes with your Wanders and your Lucianos and your Rodriguez's and buy those and just hold on to them. Or go find your 2019 Top Series 2, buy that, hold on to that. Mm-hmm. Various different idea. options you can go. I mean, I'm not saying that this thing's not going to increase in price in the future. It probably will, considering that 2012 Prism is just on fire. But there's there's really good other options, too, to take profit on this and then put it somewhere else. Um, would you invest in Luca and Trey, second-year base cards? Well, again, this is a whole budget scenario. But in, I like the idea. But instead of going to the base cards, try to find some cheaper numbered or silvers or hollows from – I mean, I think a Prism – Trey Young Silver second year is like eighteen dollars, twenty dollars. Um, of course, it, it's all based on budget, but I think that the idea is good. Yeah, I mean, you, Giannis's cards are pretty expensive being second year, right? Oh, and any any NBA star second year, third year cards are worth a lot. Um, if they become a superstar in a household name, they're going to be worth a lot. So it's a good idea. Okay. Um, should I sit on LeBron base Laker rookie cards? Like rookie in quotes for anybody that's listening and not seeing the comment. Sold prices are impressive right now. I'm assuming that he's talking about 2018 Optic and 2019 Prism. Um, yeah, which is why the Laker rookie. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I guess there's a little couple different things to think about. But should uh, I would say grade them if you can first. Grade and flip them or – if you have a lot, sell them and then re-put that into a like higher dollar LeBron in the Lakers jersey. Um, base can definitely go up in price more. There's no question as more people come in. But I would be a little worried about how many there are and if they're not graded. I mean, once they get graded, people just flock to them. So that's a good idea. But if they're not graded, possibly look into selling and then putting into more LeBron. Though I'm not saying they're not putting LeBron. Definitely put it back into LeBron. Um, just a just a better version if you have a, a large quantity. Okay. Uh, uh, next next question is on the same vein. There thoughts on 2016 optic hollow LeBron James and the base optic for 2016. They've been creeping up a lot, even the base. Yeah, I covered this in a YouTube video a while back, a couple weeks ago. Um, pretty much just saying the same exact thing. If you have the base, take some profit, re put it into a couple more stable cards of LeBron. Um, as for the optic hollows, 
I have to envision that the 2016 optic set will be very similar to the 2012 prism prism set with not as high of prices and not as much demand, but a very similar thing going on to where, you know, it's the first brand or it's the first set of that brand ever. And I'm sure that the hollow of LeBron will keep on growing over time. Yeah. Ooh, uh, trees collectible in the house. What's up trees? What's Mark? Up, trees. That's our guy right there. Hi guys. What is your criteria in determining whether to send a card in for grading? I don't have oh. a credit here. That's up to Aaron. Well, I think first off, checking centering on a card is pretty pretty simple to do if you start to review cards that were graded of that card in the past. Um, and then looking at how they grade the centering, look at like a Beckett card or look at a PSA 10 and see if your centering matches. Now look at many examples of PSA 10s because centering can be pretty pretty different per card. So look at a lot of them and see what the most of them look like. And then from there, I would say look at grab a I think I might have one out here. Uh grab a magnifying glass. That's a t- it's like a 10 times. I mean, you can get any type of magnifying glass, but look at the corners on the back and look at them on the front. If the back of the corners have white on the card, very easy to tell with a dark bordered card um like this. Like if it's got if it's got dark borders up at the top there, it's very easy to tell if there's whiting on it, but if it's got like white borders on the back, it's it's a lot harder to tell. Um and if you look at it through a magnifying glass, you can see if, like, the corner is pulled up at all, if there's any fuzz on it. I'd say if there's, like, some issues with two corners, it's probably not going to get a 10. It could get a 9.5 still if the rest of the card is in really good shape. But from there, that's just to weed them out. What you should do after that is then send them to Clay Cards, and then he'll look them over, and then he'll let you know if they're good to go to get in the grading. But at least do a little bit of a weed-out process in the meantime. Um. Next question. Do you think MJ rookies should be at the same level as mantle card prices? I don't think so. We're talking like a 30, I mean, a 40 year difference in, in yeah. key, key cards there. That's a huge 19, difference. 1952. 1952 for the tops and 1951 for the Bowman and Jordan's 86 and then 84 for his star. So yeah. that's, I just, I imagine sorry, there's way more Jordans that were produced than there were. Well, not Mantis. even, not even produced, but lasted over time. Yeah. I mean, there's seventeen thousand Jordan eighty six Fleers in the pop report. I don't know how many. Uh, I don't know how many mantles are, but it's not that much. I could look. All right, look it up. Look it up. We'll go on to the next one. Um, ooh, sports appraisal says this is peak Jordan in the prices in the short term. I think we could agree with that. I'd agree with that. I think long term uh, you'll see them creep up still. Yeah, uh, Nate, what do you use for that luscious beard flow? Uh, Rogaine foam doesn't work on my head, but work on my face. Um, that's not actually true. It's just so genetics. Stupid. Uh, Aaron wishes he could have a beard like this, but he can't. He's got a little, uh, little woman beard. He wishes there. he had hair, man. He's got no hair. Look <laughs> at the top of that head. That's true. <laughs> um, wait, I have numbers on the mantle. 52. Oh yes. Let's get it. 1952 tops. Mickey mantle is 1,600 about for, or 1,700 about for the, uh, population report. What's the on, highest grade? There's three tens. Three tens. Woo! I can't even imagine how much those cost. Millions. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but so basically, I mean, we're talking like a huge difference between the, the production and the amount available. But with that being said, Jordan stuff will still – I still think that rookies over time are going to go up. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, prime sports cards, field level silvers, a good buy. I like them. I think that's personal. That's personal preference on my part, though. 
it has to be more than just one person liking them for them to gain traction. Yeah, I mean, they're really, really nice looking cards and stuff. And compared to their Optic Hollow and Prism Silver counterparts are definitely cheaper, which is just an easy way for us to think, oh, man, that's a pretty nice deal. Yeah. You see this next comment? Thoughts on Deshaun Watson's Silver Prism spike? Yeah, I was just going to, I was just pulling up something here. PSA 10s were getting, oh my gosh, up to like 360 bucks for PSA 10? 350 I will say you? this. Uh, a couple weeks ago when I was like, uh, Deshaun Watson, you know, uh, DeAndre Hopkins leaving, I don't know um, if I'm excited about it. But Deshaun Watson is obviously very mobile and has done a lot in his career. So I guess I shouldn't go so far as to just say all of his production was just on DeAndre Hopkins. That's definitely not true. But anytime you're losing a number, like the third best wide receiver in football, second best wide receiver in football, after Michael Thomas, it's a little scary. It is. Yeah, but, I mean, in the course of two weeks, they went up over $150, I think. It's looking like or around 100 bucks, 125 150 well, there you go. I have no cool. uh, I have no thoughts on it. People are excited about it. Yeah. Comparing Zion and Jaw Prism Silvers, do you think Jaw is undervalued? Um, I don't think like compared to Zion necessarily. I mean, we know why Zion's worth so much money between the hype, the production, just the show, all of that. Um, but I think that Jaw's it's kind of hard. I cuz I I don't. I'm just not that big of a fan of this year's Prism Silvers. Maybe it's just because there isn't enough graded out on the market to be able to compare <laughs> these values and stuff. <laughs> just in general, I th I think that Josh Silvers are nice. <laughs> Got me laughing over here. What are you laughing at? What an idiot, Sam. Hey guys, first time, long time. Thoughts on Sam Dunks regularly outdrawing dinging corners? Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. Should I pull up the numbers? Uh, pull up those numbers because I'm pretty sure I was up to like 600 in like 16 hours, something like that. So <laughs> mm. I'll tell you. Mm. you uh, if you're nice. all if you're all listening, go go find YouTube and click everyone here. Go find YouTube and click on Dean Corner's po uh, recent podcast and watch it for like one second, just so I get the view. And then never listen to a Sam's Ducks podcast. Wait, listen to this. We got some YouTube rankings here. So for the first 22 hours and 44 minutes of uh, views, because basically what they do is they take your last video and then they rank them based on how okay. long it's been. Sam Dunks comes in at number one at 860. My episode comes in at number two at 782. And then yours at number three at 637. Boo! Boo! <laughs> They apparently they they must like people without beards. So I suppose that's what it is. Um, Mark and Card Collector absolutely love the page, guys. Can we get a shout out for our page? Shout out, Mark and Card Collector. There we go. There it is. Uh, any thoughts on tops? Any thoughts on tops? Messy release. I think he's I talking about is, so. yeah. So you know how like Fernando Tatis and. Vlad and Bryce Harper put together like the the top sets where it's like the tops Bryce Harper curated set where he like d helped design the card and then pick the players there in the set or the the Tatis one. All right, Nate's lost in this. It looks. Oh, like. sorry, sorry. What, what what were you saying? <laughs> oh my gosh! 
you know, like the Fernando Tatis top set where he like helped design it and he like picked the players for it. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So they, they did a similar thing with Messi. I don't know. Oh. When it went, I don't know when it went for sale and how much it was or anything, but Hey, anything Messi is sweet to me. I guess I guess it's probably sweet if you like the player, but I don't think people That's really go after that type of stuff. Well, yeah, the curated sets just don't do super well in general, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. And it's saying too. Um, do you think Jack Hughes is a good investment, uh, the first overall hey, I know that guy. hockey draft? <laughs> He's on the devil. That's, ho- um, that's a hockey player I've heard of. What I'd do is I'd DM at Trees Collectibles on Instagram. He is the hockey guy, and he'll be able to answer some questions for you based on that. But, hey, I mean, any – any top player in each sport definitely goes up in price as they progress through their career. So that's just a simple thing right there. Here's, a, guys, here's a good one. Yeah, that one. Do you that guys think pretty... Kobe cards are primed for a huge tick up very soon? I've already seen a tick up in Kobe's cards. I've been looking at many of them recently, help uh, putting them in the newsletter and whatnot. But I think that they've seen a tick up. I think there definitely is more, more increase to happen. Um, it seems like, Right now, a ton of those like '90s basketball players are going up in value, the rookie cards and such. And there's a rumor documentary, but it's probably two to three years down the line of Kobe. So I don't think I don't know if that's having any effect on his prices right now because they are going up. But I'm sure, like, just compared to the overall card market landscape, I mean, you look at like, I guess it already has been happening. Like I've been saying, 2012 Prism, his base from there is now selling for like 160. Um, they were probably fifty dollars three weeks ago, but then again, well, that's that's the prism set increasing in value as well at the same time. Um, what do you think about Tatum Hoops rookie goodbye? Any, this is just a overall thing here. Let's say that you buy the card for two dollars. It looks really good. You sent it to Clay for eleven. You're in the for thirteen. That card is a PSA ten. It's for sure worth more than thirteen. Hoops rookies definitely get some love when they're graded. Um, you, the PSA thing just takes it to the next level. So if you're playing buying Tatum hoops, I would get it and then grade it, invest a little bit of extra money. It's probably, you know, what a forty dollar card is a PSA ten. I can get you an exact number here really quick. That's just an estimate. Oh my gosh! Hey, you know if you type in hoops on eBay without putting quotations around it, it just thinks you're talking about basketball. So it pulls up like two thousand listings. Okay, here we go. PSA ten of a Tatum. Hoops went for 83, 90, 107. So definitely if you get it raw, grade it, you're doing well. How much is it raw? I haven't looked. <laughs> I'm assuming like $10, eight to seven to $10, 10 bucks. Yep. How much do you, does the transfer market play in the soccer card training model for player movement is unlike any other major sports to us market may not be as on top of it right now. Um, transfer market. I know that a lot of people in the soccer world care about where players are, but for people, excuse me, for it to matter in terms of their cards, people who are spending the money on the cards need to be aware of it. So it will matter as long as the people who are buying know of it. Um, Aaron, we yeah. are at 30 minutes. Do we just want to bust right through that 30 minutes and go longer? Oh, I got Oh, there's so many questions. I got nothing to do, so... Uh, let's, just, let's just keep going. Let's keep going. All right. Uh, which new trend, in quotes, do you think will stick or flop? The rise of SGC, base cards from Prism being expensive, 90s inserts. Um, you want to go one at a time on this? The rise of SGC, specifically, I feel like 
is not going to, I don't know, it's going to take a huge group effort to get a bunch of cards graded and then a lot of people to care. I don't even think it's a group effort. I think it's a market effort. <laughs> um, yeah. I know, I know that's what you meant, but I think that when we were talking about the rise of SGC, I just think that it's people getting their cards graded quickly and quick turnarounds right now, but to keep these values long lasting, honestly, it just takes supply. People just have to start grading their cards here for people to start to recognize them more to people to start to care about more. So I don't know if that's going to happen. I just don't think it's going to surpass PSA or Beckett. They might have made up some ground in where there's more money being spent on it, but I don't think that it's going to take away from what PSA and Beckett are doing. Yeah. I, I do like I do like the look of their cases. I will say that. I, got, um, I have a small gripe of their labels that they don't stay in place. They slide around the case. And oh, that, well, I, I'm just, not... I don't exactly love the label, yeah. But I like the black. I like the black uh, insert the, they put in the case. In my opinion, the size is a little bit too big too. I don't, I don't know if you've ever compared it to like a PSA or Beckett slab, but it's bigger. It's wider than Beckett, and it's way wider than PSA. So it's just it's just pretty big. But I mean, that's just a minute point, I guess. Yeah. Um, base cards from Pism being expensive. Prism. I feel like that's a trend that's going to yeah. disappear. Um, and the Wait, 90s uh, inserts. When you say prison, what are you thinking when he says that? Uh, base cards from prison being, oh, I guess I was thinking like the 2012 type stuff. 2012 first year prism, 2014 soccer prism. I Bro, feel that, like that's going to disappear, but I could, be, I could be wrong. I don't think so. No. Because no? if you think about it, 1986 Fleer, the first, now I, I get that there's some difference here going out with Michael Jordan's rookie card in 1986 and such, but. That, that set is, like, to the people that were growing up and collecting cards, and that set is, like, the set, you know, 1986 yeah. People all want to have the either complete set or cards from the set. Same thing is going on right now at 2012 Prism of people in the market who are collecting hard when Panini started up. And then from yeah, there... Yeah, but who's the, who's the iconic player in the 2012 set? Anthony Davis? Well, LeBron, really. I mean, I know, Anthony... it's, not as, I know it's not as rookie, but it's the most expensive card in the set. I know, but it's, like, it's not, it's not a Michael hey, Jordan rookie. No, I agree. I know that that's why I said it's different, right? The way yeah. it's not the same, but it it will. I think that something will happen there. Granted, do I think that we can go and be like, oh man, 2016 mosaic? That set's going to be on fire because it's the first year is made. Probably not. That won't last. But I'm thinking like the big ones, like 2012 prism, will be fine. Now, oh, also, yeah. I I don't know about like a Steve Nash base card being worth ten dollars. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like LeBron and Kobe and those guys yeah um comparing Mahomes silver to watson you would think watson silver has some room to grow right i mean Mahomes silvers are insane his psa 10s are almost up to three thousand dollars they're at like 2900 right now um yeah so yeah comparing anybody to Mahomes, sure you got some room to grow um but Mahomes has the insane offense, whereas Deshaun Watson has David Johnson, Will Fuller. Um, so he's he's really got to put a lot of it on his own shoulders, which is what he's been doing for the pre previous couple of years, but at least he had a good wide receiver with him. Not to say Will Fuller isn't good. I don't want to say that because I really like Will Fuller. It's just he's injured for like eight out of 16 games. Mm-hmm. Where do you guys um, see the general sports card market headed once quarantine ends and everyone starts getting phased back into their normal lives? 
will interest wane? Um, I don't think that interest will wane for the stuff that people care about, but I do think that these trends that we see popping out of nowhere, like some really random stuff going on, I think that that stuff will slow down. Now, I don't think that the market's going to just drop. There's, I think that people in it right now definitely care about it um, a ton. And it'll last and it'll even grow as time goes on as sports come back. So people get more excited. Now, also, with sports coming back, though, you got to remember, people have a bad performance. Cards will go down. Um, people can't have bad performances right now when there's no sports being played. But it's a, it's a give and take. You know, Luke has a triple-double. Goes, ways up, goes way up. Um, Tatum has a terrible three-game stretch in the playoffs. Probably goes down. So, so stuff like that will definitely happen. Um, Trout Prism rookies start to take off like Tops Update. I mean, maybe take off. They already took off, right? Yeah. But they'll never right. get to the level because uh, licensing. And it's a second-year card also compared yeah, to 2012. 2012. 2012 Prism to 2011 Tops Update. I mean, um, pro- like, will it go up in value? It might. It wouldn't be me because of the licensing. I just can't get past the no logo thing. I'm sure a lot of people are the same way, but also there's a lot of people now who don't think that same way as us. So like Nate was explaining in his video true. yesterday, there's a lot of people that don't look at cards the same way as, as you might, or at least think that most people do, um, which is why stuff like that happens. Yep. Uh, some, you know, if you'd like the player and don't care that the angels logo isn't on it, you'll take that Mike Trout rookie from prism instead of the tops update and you'll pay a fraction of the price. Um, Thoughts on selling or wait, no, I have a Kobe white Genesis. Should I sell or keep? I have no idea what that is, Aaron. So mm. Kobe white Genesis is the short print parallel from mosaic that released it. Uh-huh. Kinda, it's like dark, dark blue slash teal with some silver going on or something. Uh, pretty rare. I think from the new mosaic personally, I think that there's more stuff out there that will last better or at least go up in price faster than a Genesis parallel. It's a new thing. I'm sure that people enjoy them but I don't think that people would flock to them. Like let's say a select silver and optic hollow or prism silver or prism blue. I have one ninety nine. probably a sell in and reinvest if you like Kobe white. Okay. Um, same vein thoughts on selling or holding mosaic mega box basketball, 1920. You know, I, I personally, I'd like think sell and take the profit and spend the money elsewhere. But also, I mean, you see how sealed product goes up in price. It's crazy. So, like, for me, to, for me to say that that you have to sell it, I can't do that. But I'd say, I think if Hard you were to say s- sell Zion, right? Yeah. I, I mean, the, if you. The potential, the potential of Zion. Well, that's what all sealed wax is now. People just buy and sell sealed wax as it always has the hot rookie. So. Yep. Um, but as for the product or the, the comment itself, I don't think you can go, can go wrong with taking profit as long as you put that money into something else that makes sense too so it can still grow um ooh, here's an interesting one do you think a 2014 bowman sterling gary sanchez auto out of 99 and a 2013 prism lebron base is a good trade for a zion base prism i well, have an instant thought and my instant thought is no this is my my instant thoughts no also but what i do know is that zion prism base are 190 dollars prism lebron base are sixty dollars and I think that there's no way that a Bowman Sterling Gary Sanchez auto is $130. So I'd say no. Yeah, I, I just Bowman Sterling is not it's not the product. It, it's a fine product, just like um Bowman Sterling and Bowman uh Bowman's uh, best. 
Bowman's best. Bo- um, top finest now. <laughs> top finest. That all all that stuff is like a fun rip, but it it just doesn't keep its value. Tops high tech stuff like that. If it's not a Tops flagship and it's not a Bowman Chrome, people just aren't going to care long term. Or care unless, as much unless unless your name is Mike Trout. Yeah. Um. Donner's Donner's baseball 2019. Any good? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'd just go Uh, series two. Hey, what do you guys think of Mbappe prison cards? Aaron loves them. Yeah, they're going up in price like crazy. (laughs) That's all I got to say on that. Go check out my page if you want to see some soccer stuff. Yep. Uh, At Slab Stocks, Aaron. How do you think? How do you think? What do you think about Trey? No defense. Guy really can't be a superstar in the league. No defense is true. There is no defense. But that offense is so good. I, I think I think that he'll be very in demand as a player. I think that he is very exciting. A lot of people relate to him, and really, all you need is people to care about you for your prices to go up, and people care about Trey Young, even if there's right. no defense. Um, should I sell Trout? Tops update PSA ten. It's going for three thousand. Uh, my initial thought is only if you need the money. That's one of the cards that you just put into your safety, safety your box. safe or your security deposit box or, uh, you know, in your sock drawer and just let it sit there for years and years and years. But if you really need the $3,000, I mean, you're making profit, you know. You probably are making quite a bit of profit considering that they were just like $1,800 a month ago. Um, yeah. 1700 $1,600 a month ago. Let's think about this also. Um, a lot of people nowadays like to be like, oh, the population reports so much. It makes no sense that the cards were so much. Well, clearly demands outweighing supply. But the Mike Trout's around like 4,500, I think, for PSA 10. Uh, if you look at Ronald Acuna, like 10,000, Luca, 9,000. I mean, we're talking about someone who's even bigger than all those guys with a way less uh, PSA 10 population report, which which is will do well for the card even if, there is 4,000. Um, I mean, you got to look at other guys like out there, and it doesn't even matter the population or compare them. I guess I'm just thinking like Ken Griffey Jr. There's so many of his rookies, which also helps with the uh, with the value for the popular. I think there's like – I can't remember now, 3,000 or something. But my point is, is if you have a great enough player and enough demand, it doesn't matter if there's 4,000 of them. People always will want them. True. Uh, who are your NBA players to have? The third year jump, second year jump, etc. That's a good question. Uh, I think eventually, I think a nice third year jump candidate. So after this season is going to be Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, I think as he just keeps on developing and playing with John Moran, he'll get a lot better in fat, all facets of the game. I think Marvin Bagley can be there if he's healthy. The issue is there is that he's been hurt so much. Um, of course, you can't predict health or anything, but it's definitely a risk, and just know that. And then second-year player jumps, for me, it's it's so hard to predict those second-year player jumps. I mean, Brandon Clark's a great player, but what it, like what does he have to do to get a huge demand from a second-year player jump? I don't really know what that equates to. What I would say is to watch Sam Dunks because he does give good tips in there, much better than I can give for basketball. But yeah. it's nice that they're on a YouTube channel that you can look at. Um, Jordan Hagerdon, uh, keeping it clean for the kids. We'll read the second part. What up, Wisconsin? Yeah. Yeah. Recent graduate? Uh, just just Wisconsin State in general is good. The college teams are trash. Um, nobody would support the Badgers 
Just just absolutely terrible. Uh, worth it to go for a crossover for a true gem BGS to PSA. It's got to be a really good-looking card because even true gems have – I mean, I'm not saying that it's impossible. It's definitely possible. And even it is without having a true gem. But it's – you better be sending it in on a PSA 10 minimum and be willing to lose possibly like 60 bucks in the crossover. Um, it's not worth cracking it and trying to send it in and expecting it to cross better than it would if it was a in, a, in the case. It's not worth the risk. Yep. Oh, uh, BS Collectible says, what's up, fellas? And he had another comment, so I'll just comment on it real quick. He says, Aaron wishes he had that hair. Nate wishes he had that beard. Just so everyone knows, I understand that I go live on the uh, – Slab Stocks, the, on the Slab Stocks main page, and that Aaron is always the one responding to stuff on the Slab Stocks main page. But I am, in fact, Nate, and Aaron is, in fact, down below. It's funny. So if, it, you did, if you didn't know that, you do now. This is the only time that Nate will really ever be, like, taking over the main Instagram pages when we go live, because when we started this over a year ago when I was in Barcelona, I'd have terrible Wi-Fi connection. So bad, I couldn't even host. Like, the service was so bad. So Nate just started to go live, and it's been like that ever since. So yeah, that's how that works. So why mess with the good thing? So we didn't. Exactly. Um, but, uh, so, yeah. So, I'm Nate. No hair on the top of my head. Hair on my face. Easy to remember. Uh, oh, man, I could, is it, could, have, could have hair here. Just shave it. Nah, not really. You look, it's just a terrible beard. Oh, true. Embarrassing. I mean. Yeah, there's a reason why I shave it. <laughs> is it possible to get retail NBA cards nowadays? Barely, barely. Good I luck. That, yeah, I mean, they hit the shelves and they're gone, right? Because you're lucky yeah. to even see them there. A, a lot of guys, a lot of guys know who their, uh, you know, distributors are, and they just know when the distributor is going to be there every day, and they just are ready. Or the distributor probably texts them and says, "Hey, I'm going to be here. You know, get ready." That and you will never happens. see, you will never see those cards. Nope. And it's just the way of the world. Nothing we can do about it. I mean, you can chase and chase and chase, and you might never find anything. Yeah. And then randomly, you might be like my buddy up in Appleton, Wisconsin, that all of a sudden was looking at the cards, and on the bottom of the bottom shelf found two bo two mega boxes of Prism stuck in the back. Bought them instantly. I was like, dude, you should sell those. Decided to open up one and pulls a uh, purple purple crystal. Pink wave. Oh, pink, uh, pink, pink ice. Pink ice, uh, Zion. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there you go. So every once in a while, every once in a while you get lucky, but the odds are not in your favor. Um, with eBay having issues with scamming, what do you guys think we need for easier sales without the scamming? I think that you're just going to find scamming everywhere. I mean, honestly, I don't hear about it a whole lot, but you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, you hear about it everywhere. Um, just part of the beast. Yeah, uh, people. If, if you if you sell on Instagram, you'll see people post all the time. I just got scammed by this guy, and sometimes it's guys with like three thousand followers that instantly delete their account after they used years to steal like a two thousand dollar card from somebody, which is sad. Let me say this: yeah. if you are doing deals online, always send via PayPal goods if you're buying something. And you better really know the person if you're trading. I would highly suggest not trading online unless you're like literally personal. You've known them for a while or something. I mean, yeah, it's, you just got to do things to protect yourself. I just, I just wouldn't go on Instagram and be like, oh, this person has a thousand and five hundred followers. I can trust them. Sometimes no. you can't. 
Um, and, you know, it, there's just always, it's just the world we live in. There's always going to be scammers and there's always going to be people that are going to try to get what you have for free. It's unfortunate. I hope none of you ever get taken for it, but it is going to happen. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not laughing at when Nate's saying, by the way, sorry, I was reading something a little further down. Someone's <laughs> current collector Shameful. 1427. Can we get a Sam versus Nate basketball 1v1? <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude. Nate would get I, I would annihilate him. Annihilation station. <laughs> and then after that, we'll play wiffle ball because that's really what we did all the time uh, growing up. We played wiffle ball constantly, and I always beat Sam. Even though I was a couple years younger, uh, you just can't beat a, uh, a prodigy at wiffle ball like me. Nate, I think we should just grab a couple more questions here. Okay. I think one more each. Find one you like. Okay. Just taking me a second. There's a lot of questions. I know. I just realized that. Yes. <laughs> ah. All right, I have one here for the answer. I see baseball cards booming as it's the first sport to come back and more eyes on the sport from people who normally wouldn't watch. Agree? I don't – now, I know that basketball isn't necessarily, like, hasn't been rumored as much as baseball return, returning yet. I know that there was, like, people – a wide range of people were saying July 1st for op opening day. Um, I, I would assume that basketball would come back before baseball if – there is the true ability to have sports in general. So I think basketball is going to come back first, which I think would kind of negate that, that response. But also I could be wrong. I don't know everything, but that's just my thoughts on it. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to go with a little bit of a fun one here. Not really. Uh, will Aaron Rodgers cards blow up when the pack win the Super Bowl this year? Yes. When Aaron Rodgers goes full uh, uh Khaleesi's dragon on the uh, Lannister army. When he got, does that to the entire NFL this year, uh, you just wait and watch those card prices go because he is going to be one grumpy, grumpy guy. And I imagine he's going to have the best throws of his life this year. Was that some stupid Game of Thrones reference? Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. Get yourself educated. Watch. <laughs> Also, I hey, I I don't doubt that he's really hacked and he's gonna have a sweet season. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, thank you for joining. A little bit longer than thirty minutes here. We went uh, fifty. It's not bad. Um, we will be back on next Friday or next Wednesday. We'll talk about scheduling. I'll talk to you later about that. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> sweet. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. <laughs>